Broadcast Network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> sorry, guys. So sorry. Bless you, Kevin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, Super Bowl has come and went, came and went, I don't know. Welcome, our final, final, final Monday Night Football after show, Super Bowl edition, Patriots versus Seahawks, the Patriots came out as the champions, as you can tell by my lovely co-hosts, I'm Christina Kaplan, and check out... I'm Steph Z. I lost a bet, and I am a woman of my word. I am not a sore loser, so I am rocking Roxy's Patriots jersey. And actually, she wore this jersey yesterday when she was at the game. So I guess maybe somehow it's given me some sort of luck because they won. But, you know, I do good on my bets if I lose. Actually, there was no bet. Steph is just actually an undercover Patriots fan. Hi, I'm Kevin John, and I am so happy to be here and joined and by these two. that was one minute and 52 seconds in, and you already started. You know, I love... You see, me and Steph spent the whole weekend together because we actually went down to Phoenix for the Super Bowl and captured a lot of footage. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but it was an incredible weekend, and... It was great hanging with you guys. Well, with you. Aww, we love hanging is. with you, too. But thank you. We you. wanted you to come. I yeah. even texted you. I'm like, why are you not here? I know. I yeah. wanted to come, too, but I had other obligations in the basketball world, unfortunately. Yeah. Tina, Tina's like the new Aaron Andrews. She's working like six jobs, interviewing stars. and I, I mean, we're seeing Tina blow up right in front of our eyes here. So. There thank it goes. you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I, did, I did get to interview Carlos Boozer, yeah. Tarek Black, and Ryan Kelly from the Lakers this weekend, which was pretty cool. Boozer is awesome. I love him. So that was an exciting moment for me. Awesome. Um, But back to the Super Bowl. What a game. I mean, I don't think we could have asked for a better game. That's what you want to see in the Super Bowl, just basically head-to-head the entire game. Especially coming off the blowout last year. Yes. It was so lopsided last year. Like People literally were tuning out after the third quarter. Yep. Like, I remember they yeah. sent in the demographics. Like Half of the audience wasn't even watching. So it was so been, good to have this. I would have been so pissed if I went to the Super Bowl last year, especially if I was one of the people that had to buy tickets. Oh, yes. my God. With the scalping tickets, $11,000. Right. Yeah. Just to see that. That'd be, especially if I was a code. Broncos fan. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty bad. Um, I'd be pretty upset if I were a Seahawks fan this year, though, because, I mean. Ouch. Really? Ouch. They should have won that game. But really, um, shoulda, coulda, woulda. The Karmers went back and yes, forth that, all playoffs in the end. Of I, the I agree with you, Tina. But honestly, I, and I'm sorry for Seahawks fans that are watching this. They should not have even been in the Super Bowl. That yeah, NFC I Championship that. game, Green Bay should have won. So the fact that they were in the Super Bowl was like a miracle and a blessing. To I them. agree with that. Um, so. And I guess I should rephrase. I shouldn't have said that they should have won. They could have won. 
Exactly. Because the Patriots played phenomenal. They had a great game all around. I mean, yes, Tom Brady, that first interception that he threw under pressure kind of was like, oh, what'd you do? Why'd you do that? Um, But... Other, other than that, I felt like the team overall played really well. Julian Edelman had a great game. Um, but you got to give the Seahawks credit because someone who I thought on the Patriots that was going to be good uh, or have a, a great game was Gary uh, Blunt. Yeah. Because you saw in the game before the FC Championship, he had, what, 148 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, he was dominating. Both and teams ha- played really well. Uh, run They they defended the run, run defense, well. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, Marshawn had – his numbers were good. He still broke good, 100. Yeah. yeah he but he didn't – he was just – you know, it was his, his typical game – game where he just gets, you know, short yard runs, but still, you know, they were able to kind of contain him for the most part, which I think was the um the key to their their victory for sure. But um let's talk about the Seahawks first and um Matthews, what's his first name? Sorry. Oh, uh Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews. I always want to say Ryan Matthews. I wonder why. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder why too. Chris Matthews. Um Working at Foot Locker last year, got a call to come to practice or come to tryouts, made it on the team. You know, I, I'm not quite sure how his whole season went um, as far as, you know, what kind of numbers he had. But from what I can remember, I think this was pr- probably what you would consider his breakout game. Right. Which is pretty exciting to have that be the Super Bowl right. as your breakout game where he, you know, he had some amazing catches he um, really helped out that C- that Seahawks offense for sure. You um, know, and just to, just to speak on that, can I can I say Chris Matthews' career NFL statistics as of 2015? His career NFL statistics: zero receptions, zero receiving yards, zero touchdowns. That's right. His first I've, I I yeah. forgot that, they said uh, that his first reception was, was in, in that the, game was yeah. in the Super Bowl. Yes. Oh my gosh. So okay, prior to this game, his stat sheet stat sheet was goose eggs. Yes. Yeah. And you know that's the nice thing about the Super Bowl is because it's such a big stage. You have these players. Pretty much that are of anonymity that become sensations, household names overnight. Like another one we'll get to later with the initials of MB. But, um, you know, that's the nice thing I like about this stage is you have these heroes that can be made. And um, Chris Matthews is just a wonderful story. Yeah. And I, I, that's why I'm, I think of anything. Obviously, I'm a Niner fan, so I wasn't going for the Seahawks. Star, but... If anything, I kind of wanted them to win just so Chris Matthews can get, get the MVP. MVP, yeah. exactly. It'd be like the first MVP ever. But you that, think like, he would have got a it? Stat during a yes, one hundred percent. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say one hundred percent. He definitely would have been a candidate for that Absolutely. MVP title. Absolutely. Um, it obviously would have been between him, Marshawn Lynch, and Russell Wilson. But I think his story and his performance would have propelled him. You know, a little and also, bit. If you saw his catches, I I think every catch he had, pop, like the more media popular guy. I don't know, like, but, but, that's but a, it was such a good story that I feel yeah, like no, media would have ate that up. You exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. And we talked about that on on NFL AM uh, this morning. They were saying our producer was like, you know, if the Seahawks would have won, that would have been the biggest story oh. across the you know network. That's all everyone would be talking about exactly. is this guy's story. But because they didn't. It's kind of pushed on the back burner, which is a bummer for him. But, you know, there are plenty of Patriots players that, you know, deserve to be talked about as well. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I I felt like the Patriots defense did a good job, um, similar to 
the Packers defense in kind of shaking Russell Wilson up a little bit. However, he was able to get a lot of runs there. He, he's so fast. I'm like, how are these guys they missing him? They couldn't touch him. Yeah, and I'm like, what's going on? You know, but... Um, but they were able to kind of they, – they played really good man-to-man coverage because yeah. he mm-hmm. wasn't able to find a lot of open receivers. Yeah. And, um, Which not was only indic- is he – go ahead. Go, no, you- uh, not only is he fast, he's like – he's reactionary. Yes. So it's, he sees what's happening and he reacts because it's not like he's got the quickest run in the world. You know, like He's pretty yeah. quick, don't get me wrong, but it's – he's just – He's he has like ten pairs of eyes. I know. Like he sees everything that happens and is able to react like that, yeah. and that's what I think gives him the edge. And they can't touch him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like a he got fly. sacked once, I think. But yeah, another thing sack. I want to say, and to attest to what you were saying about you know there's a lot of man on man coverage, and I think uh, um, you know the Patriots defense were doing a pretty good job, which was indicative of Russell Wilson's stats because he was only twelve for twenty one, which yeah. means he only completed fifty certain percent of his passes, like 58%. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. But at any rate, you know, um, you know, he, he was shook. But it was what, less than 50. Less than 50? Uh, okay. Um, but no, at any it's ra- more. It, it it's been a long matter. day. You know We've what? Fantasy stats day. guru, fantasy yes, stats guru, us. will give us the percentage that Russell Wilson was. Yeah, in. it's more than but 50. Back to my my point, I was making was that for one, the Patriots, they, their rush defense was not that good. Like I was looking at times when Russell Wilson was literally back there. I was counting like four seconds, five seconds, looking, and then he would take off. But the thing is, when you give somebody that kind of time, he's going to kill you, especially a Russell Wilson who's so mobile yeah. and that can evade tackles and stuff like that. You know, he's going to kill you that way. It's so crazy, though, because it is it that they – but why, we have to also give credit to the offensive line of the Seattle Seahawks. True. Like, it's not that the defense Very couldn't – like, they didn't allow them to. Yeah. Like, right. they are solid. Yeah. Who doesn't want an offensive line like that? It gives their quarterback all the time in the world. That is what you call an impervious offensive line. That's the word of the day out there. Impervious, yes. Thanks. Meaning not Thanks, being teacher. able to penetrate. Yes, okay. So anyways. Uh, <laughs> I know you know that. Um, <gasps> do you teach? <laughs> wow. Do you teach science? Wow. <laughs> you like lobbed oh. that one right in. An impermeable membrane. I'm just lobbed. Right? <laughs> I... I- I'm not going to comment on that. No, let's move on. I'm going to let you get your moment because that was pretty Uh, hilarious. I'm not going to lie. Anyway. Let's talk about um, (laughs) the faces of Pete Carroll and Richard Sherman in that last play. I mean, let's talk about... Pete Carroll looked like he was squatting to take a poop. No, they had that. Someone someone did a meme or whatever. A meme. 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 (laughs) Meme. (laughs) That's not the other vocab word of the day. Meme. Meme. An impenetrable meme. I thought I um when I first saw that I thought it was uh, Mimi and everyone made fun of me and said it was a meme but I've never heard meme meme before meme. that's a good one meme. I like it it's, <laughs> it's my you, French translation yeah. meme not no, to get off subject um, but don't you uh, whenever there was a huge athletic event don't you love the mem the memes that come out yes at, oh I my love gosh. looking at all I the memes that come my, out after my, every big what was it my favorite one for this was Malcolm Butler never gonna have to buy a drink in Boston again. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was sweet. That was one. That was sweet. No, this this was the best one. Oh, they... Katie Katie pa- okay, oh, Will so Ferrell? It, I don't know if you can see it, really. It's Katy Perry and Will Ferrell from um, Blades of Glory when he wore, wore, like, the same kind of outfit. Her... Okay, we're so off topic, but let's... Why not? We'll talk about the halftime performance. <laughs> that has to do with the Super Bowl. I sure. Mean, why not? Her, all of her outfits were so bad. 
bad. So unattractive, unflattering for her. She has a great body, and she looked just like a box. But but the thing is, she has a great body, and she's doesn't need to use it to be sexy and to do her but thing. But I felt like she looked really dumb. Like she, she no, she's she not a good awesome. No, she's not a good dancer. I like how we just and went from from football to fashion police. She's I not. Know. Yeah, no. Yeah, we'll, she's, we'll circle back. She's not that great of a dancer, and I felt like that that. The costume was just so unattractive on oh, her. Oh no! And I think she did a good job. Her performance, like I, she's a good singer and performer, but I just felt like that was a strange choice. As as her, if you look at her past costume choices, that these all of them, even especially the one when Missy Elliott, who I'm sorry, stole the show. That's my girl. You know what's so crazy? I didn't though? know that they. I didn't see the announcement that she was going to be there, so it was a surprise to me. And I was like, "Did you see oh what she God. tweeted today?" Who, Missy, Missy Elliott? No, yeah, what she about said. this younger she, generation. She was like, that, um, "She said I'll find it and say it." But I think she said the new kids think I'm a I'm a new artist and I'm about to blow up. And then she has like tears, laughing like Paul McCartney. Lord have mercy, child. I love me some y'all. That is so funny because they true, do though. a lot of kids. I have no idea. Yeah. Like, but anyway, back this? to Katy Perry. She's freaking awesome. I'm I sorry. think her outfit fit the set of the song yeah, that she was doing. Yeah, she put on I a show, they, and it's yeah. not, she's not, like, the girls that try and be so sexy. Okay, wait. Not. So you're telling me you liked those cheesy little dolphins, or sharks with their mouths flapping behind her? I thought it was hysterical. And apparently I, I heard, so if we're lame. gonna be in pop culture right now, apparently I heard that her and Tyler Swift, Taylor Swift, whatever, have some beef, and that was kind of like a dig towards her. I read that somewhere on Twitter huh. today. So I don't know. But I give it up to Katy Perry. I feel like it was one of, it was a better halftime show. Uh, Missy Elliott, Lenny Kravitz, like she had it together. I think that she, I have stood next to her. And at Coachella and wants to show the she is one of the most beautiful people oh, I've yeah, ever she's seen. Gorgeous. So and she's so confident in that that she wants to go out there and entertain and have a good time. She doesn't want to go out there and have to look sexy for people. But no, that's not what I was getting at. She didn't have to look sexy, but just the outfits were not like the uh, first one. She looked like she was trying to be Katniss in Hunger Games, fly, on fire, you know, riding on the chariot. The second one, she looked like she was working at Hot Dog on a Stick. The third one was just like she was trying to be like ghetto chic Rihanna, but the outfit was just boxy and didn't fit her. It was just, but it's like, it did you see the? Sense. Did you see the sweater that she had on the day before that had footballs on yeah, it? Yeah, that like was cute. Stitch? I but liked it's like that. Cute but obnoxious and weird. Like yes, I don't care, but I'm I like fun. I liked that. Uh, I, think I she felt did like it. these weren't. We should. Can we just? They were, yeah, yeah, we, we just should, say we, we had a difference up, of opinion on this. Best halftime show ever was Michael Jackson. All right, moving on. Beyonce, Beyonce. Oh, this Michael's turning in his grave after hearing that. Sorry, Mike, but Beyonce and Destiny's Child shut it down literally. Uh, yeah, they shut down the lights. Literally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know, Anyways, man. That, right, that right, seems right, like right. a little bit of a Why don't you guys tweet statement? in your favorite yes. halftime shows? I think well, Michael Kevin, Jackson I am a youngin. What do you expect? That's why I'm saying you would say Beyonce over Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, but you weren't alive like, when Michael Jackson I feel did. like right now, since it's the last show, just all rules are off. Kevin had a great a great suggestion for prediction. We're, I think we should do that right now and then wrap the, the halftime up and never talk about it again. But he wanted – go ahead. Say it. Basically, my prediction is that if you notice with the um, – the, where they're going with the halftime shows, um, the last three years have been all pop superstars. Beyonce, Bruno Mars, this year Katy Perry. Next year, there's only one big-time pop star they, 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 that they're going to go with, Taylor Swift. She, my prediction is she will perform at the halftime show next year. That is my prediction. I feel like that's – I, I feel know. like that's highly likely going to happen. I, I, honestly, she's the who most marketable do you think? star. Who do you think? And then we'll move on. 
Yeah. One Direction. Even though I don't what? like no. them, but I feel no way. No way. I would see Justin Bieber. Even our producer shaking his head out of disbelief. You don't like, think so? What? Maybe that's who you want to see. No, I but, don't uh, listen to them, but they're extremely popular. I More popular than Taylor go, Swift. I think it's going to go I different. I think it's going to go like a Drake. Or like, um, I don't know, because they try to make it fam like more family yeah. kind of. Yeah, but Pharrell, I, I don't know what it, song. They, not no, Pharrell. Pharrell. Uh, uh, well, Nelly and Diddy one time performed uh, in 2001 with Britney Mars. Spears, I want to say. Yeah. But the problem well, with anyway. Drake is most of his songs now like Dirty. are a little, yeah. he doesn't really have any kind of pop yeah. songs. Exactly. It's been a while, too, exactly. since they did like a, like a rock band, like an ACDC yeah. or something, who's playing at Coachella next year. Anyway, all right, I think we should move back to the game, yeah, but yeah. Let's, uh, that uh, was fun. Let's talk about that final play that um, you know is very controversial whether or not they you know should Pete Carroll and their offensive quarter coordinator have called that play uh, should Ricardo Lockett have made a bigger move should uh, Russell Wilson have saw, seen that and you know there's a lot of shoulda woulda coulda kind of you know what should have happened there and you know what the worst thing is in most of those shoulda woulda couldas they're not the, the thing at hand. Not, they're yeah. not talking about the and look at me. I'm a Jets fan, and that play, that Patriots, the way they played and finished that game, that was an amazing play. Yeah. And my question in all this too is, if the tables were turned around, and yes, maybe Bill Belichick would not have made that, but if the tables were turned around and Tom Brady was had the ball, and they were going to say some some other random eligible receiver, how they do that, and that ball would have been picked off by Richard Sherman, would we be talking about the bad play or the bad throw of Tom Brady, or would we be talking about how great Richard Sherman was? Because Richard Sherman's a big name. So I feel like mm-hmm. because Marcus Butler is a rookie, and Malcolm, uh, Malcolm sorry. I agree. He, like, I feel like he a lot of his steam is being like, it's, not, it's like dissipating. Like, no, they're not giving yeah. him the acknowledgement of that. That kid want to play football. He studied the play. He lined up back on purpose because he saw what was coming and said, let me trick him and make him think that I don't know what's happening. I'm going for it. Yeah, no, I it's agree. It's an amazing with, play. I agree with you. And that's what another thing that we talked about on the show this morning is a lot of guys were saying, like, you know, because if you saw Deion Sanders in the after show said, you know, that was the worst play call in the history of NFL ever, 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 whatever. Um, yes, it was probably a bad play call, but you can't take away the fact that Malcolm Butler made an amazing play, yeah. which if it weren't for him, that was an easy step into the into the end zone. You know, that play would have worked if it wasn't for his smart move. You know what I yeah. mean? So I don't know. I mean, yes, it probably they should have ran the worked. ball on the one yard line. Yes, they should have done that, especially when you've got beast mode. But it wasn't necessarily like I don't think it was necessarily the worst play call ever. I, I think that it. Malcolm Butler made a really good play. I agree. And, you know, there's there's two problems when looking at this play that I have. One, and and this is one that just really shook me from Pete Carroll, uh, or should I say that flabbergasted me, was he said afterwards, well, we were just doing the pass to set us up for third and fourth down. So what are you saying? You're just giving away a play? Like second, yeah, yeah we're just going to give away second now. We don't yeah, care. We're going to set it up. Yeah. That's You're a, on the one yard yeah. line. What are you trying to set up why, for? Exactly. Why yeah. are you setting it up and giving it away? So maybe, I don't know if that was a true opinion he was given or he was just saying that. I think he was trying to cover well. his ass over exactly. a bad 
decision. Exactly. So that's what I think it was. And second thing off, and this is not a diss at Russell Wilson, not taking anything away from him, but I don't understand why nobody's pointing blame or accountability at him for throwing a game ending interception. If that was if that was the, if that was the Cowboys him. on the field and that was Tony Romo who threw that interception in the game, I guarantee you Everybody would be bashing, oh, Tony Romo's a choke. Oh, They'd he does say, this. oh, yep, same old Tony Same Romo. old Tony. Yep. Everyone, but for whatever reason, Russell Wilson is like, he did nothing wrong. Exactly. It's no. not his fault. And He's off. The fact that you brought that up is a great point because I was watching with my one of my friends who's a big Cowboys fan, and he said that same thing. Yeah. He was like, well, if this was Tony Romo, nobody would be surprised by that play. That's but, absolutely. But absolutely. because it's Russell Wilson and you don't expect him to ever make those bad plays, you don't expect him to, you know, yeah. especially when the game's on the line and it's a Super Bowl, he's known as the clutch guy. Yeah. You know, they're making a big deal about it. It's and, like nobody's right, pointing the finger at him. No, the problem, I think, was the, the offensive coordinator blamed it on Ricardo Lockett. And said, oh, Lockett should have made a, a, a no. stronger move. It's like, no. He couldn't should... even get there. The guy yeah, came not in front even of him and the ball. All that aside, it's like, I would have bet my life on it. You're at second and t- second and goal. And yeah. You're at the two-yard line or in between the first, the one and two-yard line. You have three chances. If you give Marshawn Lynch the ball three times, no matter what, he's going to get in the goal. He will. Even if he got shut down the first, even if you want to do the setup play. So for me, that was crazy. And another thing that I read today that I kind of agree with. Let's hear it. The conspiracy. Is that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks wanted Russell Wilson to be the hero of that game over Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch doesn't want to talk to media. Marshawn, they don't want to give both of them are up for new contracts. Marshawn Lynch, they will give, they'd rather give Russell Wilson the leverage because he's going to be one of the highest paid quarterbacks, period. End of discussion. But then if Lynch wins that Super Bowl, he's got more leverage to get a better contract. They don't want him to get the MVP because if he would have scored that last touchdown, he probably would have been propelled above, you know, Matthews, Matthews and, for the and MVP. Wilson for the MVP. Because that would have been a second, uh, second touchdown yeah. of the game. So I don't know. Do, do we think that all that, you, I don't know. It's crazy. I think There's that's a, a lot re- of stuff that that into that call. There's a lot of reasons why I think they wanted that call. I honestly too think yes, Lockett could have made a stronger move, but in his mind, he would like I'm saying. Can't everyone, blame everyone, Lockett. Yeah. Blame I'm not Lockett blaming him. No, no, no. Listen, know, listen. Let me finish. I'm not blaming him. I'm saying yes, he could have made a stronger move. Always, someone could do something better, but. He was going to that ball, and in his head, he was catching the ball and winning the Super Bowl. He had no idea that Butler had read that play and was going to knock him out of the way and catch that ball. Neither did Russell Wilson. He didn't even see him. Yeah. He didn't even see him. So it's not like one of those interceptions that Tony Romo throws where there's not a receiver in sight. No. And he clearly at, like no, looks like he's Steph, playing catch with the, the other team. Let me team. tell you. This, let me break this down. The C- on that, they had uh, three receivers lineup, which means usually, I, I, I forgot that they had a tight end in that formation, but Russell had three different options on that particular play. Now, I think personally, when you get in the goal line, if you are going to throw the ball, you're, you, you're going to do a fade route, and if you have a tall tight end that goes for, for somebody, with you, but you're I'm not going to throw it in the him. middle of the pack. For any quarterback, that's a dangerous throw. Even if you saw the play that Tom Brady made right before that when they were like on the second yard line, he threw that touchdown to Edelman. Edelman. That was the out route that Edelman threw, which are smart plays in the goal. You don't throw it in the center. You're asking for somebody to pick it. So I think that Re- I Wilson should have read all his reads before. But, but I'm saying he didn't see it. I'm not saying like I don't think it was a bad throw by Wilson. I think the ball would like he, it wasn't it wasn't like it wasn't he threw it throw. out here and then he caught it. 
Butler came into Lockett's space and took the ball away. That's what an interception is, just when a defender comes in and and Come on, Kevin. I'm not saying it's like the interception was thrown like how Tom Brady's was picked off in the end zone. It was a very different play. The ball was put right in The ball wasn't put in a bad spot. It was not a bad throw. Butler read it it and he knocked him out of the way. Yes. Yeah, I agree with that, but he didn't even see him. It wasn't like it was a bad decision. He just threw it into the middle because there were so many people there. He thought that he didn't see Butler, and he thought that he had a clear well, shot to lock it. Right, but that's why, that's why it's a yeah. bad decision. It's to a bad throw decision. There. Yeah, right. We, we but, keep defending Wilson like, oh, he did everything right. Yeah, he threw it, I'm like, not defending him. I'm just saying that it's not like a normal interception, nor like the other interceptions of the games. And I just want to give more credit to Butler saying he knocked Lockett out of his route to get the ball. I 100 agree with that's you. That's all I'm saying. Michael Butler made a, yeah. a game-saving interception. I. I, I game winner, literally yeah. game game uh, winner in, interception. Yeah. I, and I agree with you. I'm not, I, I don't want to take anything away from Butler. I mean, he came through literally from nowhere and went and grabbed the ball. And that just came from him watching a lot of film, watching a lot of tape, knowing what the Seahawks is. Well, Russell Wilson throws a lot of those slants once they get into those right. within 10 yards. Usually and he read that. Them. And he read that, and he hopped right in front of it and took it. So I, I agree with you. I don't want to yeah. take any credit away from Butler. I'm just saying I don't think Russell made the best decision. I don't think as a t- that any of them made and the best decision. And back to your point, Steph, I, I actually agree with you 100% about the whole not wanting Marshawn Lynch to be the hero of the game. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me because all of the rumors that I've been hearing lately is that Marshawn's not coming back to Seattle. He's there's issues with him with you know, I don't know if it's within the locker room or with just within the organization in general. Um yeah, there's issues there. So there's been a lot of talks that he's not gonna be returning to Seattle. And like you said, Russell Wilson's due for a big payday, so he's gonna take precedence over Lynch. Um, which is it, which is another interesting thing that I heard them talking about is Russell's payday. I think it was either Chris Carter or my, not. Yeah, I think it was Chris Carter saying that. Look, if Russell and and I've said this earlier that he Russell truly benefits off of having a great team around him. And, and Chris Carter was saying, look, if Russell wants to continue being a great player and and Seahawks want to continue being Super Bowl contenders. He can't sit there and take up all the money and say, I want to be the highest paid quarterback in the history. He was saying, look, Russell, you know, you're going to have to humble yourself out and allow them to build a team, especially if they're going to lose Lynch. I mean, that's the heart and soul of the offense. So he was just saying that. There's talks of them, um, them and the Cowboys going after AP. Oh, going after AP. Wow. Well, I know the Cowboys. I know he's been in talks with Jerry Jones yeah. at APS. So. Adrian Peterson. But they got DeMarco Murray. Know, like, why would you? Because they're going to keep Des Bryant and let DeMarco Murray go. Because both are up for a new contract. Yeah, they're keeping Des. Because it's much harder wow. to find a That's receiver with hands and skill like Des Bryant than it is to get a, a powerful running back mm-hmm. nowadays. Because also, the NFL is a pass-happy league now, mm-hmm. so they, it's more valuable to have a good receiver like Des Bryant. Yeah. I, 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 and, and also, I'll let you know that yeah. I heard uh, rumors that the Chargers are going after DeMarco Murray. That's good. That would, awesome. that would make sense. They need that Ladanian Tomlinson replacement yes. down there to ignite that offense. So that would help Philip Rivers out a lot yeah. too. You know, yeah. having a back. Also, I think this is going to be. There's been clear problems with the Seahawks in their locker room. I mean, we yeah, look the what Jets to, got to Percy Harvin. Yes. So I think this is going to show Russell Wilson's true colors because let's see if he holds out and get, needs that big contract, Ooh. or let's see if he's okay with his jumps that he gets a team around him so that he has longevity. That like he's going to be put to the test. That's that's a very good, yeah. very good take. I mean, from what I know, or at least what I think I know about him, I feel like he would be 
the type of person that would say like a Tim Duncan, you know, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll take less money so that we have a chance to win again next year. Speaking of which, not to go back to Patriots, but that's what Tom Brady did. Remember, yeah. uh, was it a year ago or last year when he when he got that extension and he took less money purposely so they can build a yeah. team around him? And you see it, it worked out yesterday. So yeah. it would be nice to see Russell do that. But if he does hold out and say, I want to be the best player in the league, then yeah. he could end up being, you know, a Flacco that a gets this Cut- huge contract. Or Jay Cutler, and, yeah. Or Cutler, yeah, yeah right? You know, in or the, Kaepernick. Yeah. Whoa! Disrespectful. So speaking of speaking of Tom Brady, let's talk about him and his performance. Um, aside from those interceptions, which just were a little untimely, more than costly. Like they didn't necessarily, you know, come at a really bad time. It was just I don't know. he threw one know, in the end zone. That's always costly. That, when you, yeah. Well, yeah. no, because you got was, three points there. Right. 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 That was. Um, that was, I think he was just under too much pressure and, and it was a bad decision to yeah. throw it. He should have, you know, Took either tried to throw it away or taken the sack. Yeah. 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 Um, but he had a couple in the ground, too. He had a couple yeah. passes super low. He had that one that was almost grounding when he got sacked, too. Yeah. But the thing about Tom Brady for me, and again, it's like he kind of always bounces back. Well, I mean, if you, you know, speaking of bouncing back, it's not like his stats were bad. He was 37 of 50. Yeah. And 37 of 50, that means he, he was in, he threw for that 70, what percent? Uh, 73, 73%. He completed 328 yards or something like that. Three, yeah, 328 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, if for this right. to be, hold on, Steph, for this to be the Legion of Boom, the, the, the defense that nobody can throw on and no one dares to throw on them, he pretty much ate them up. Yeah. I mean, read yeah. his stats. He devoured them. Yeah, yeah. So I think the Legion of Boom was exposed. Now, granted, we know Sherman and Thomas were playing a little injured. Don't want to take anything away. But I'm just saying, this Legion of Boom is not all that invincible. Because Tom Brady, he, in addition to throwing two interceptions, still destroyed them. So yeah. I'm like, okay. That, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, even though his stats are somewhat good, he could have still played better. So that also says that there's exactly. a lot of football left in Tom Brady. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I 100% agree. Yeah. 100% agree. I do too, and and I like Tom Brady. I it sucks for my division. I don't know if because we didn't. You guys got Geno Smith. We forgot to we forgot to talk about it before about who we were taking. I I was taking the Patriots all along in this. Um, sure you were. No, I was. I'm just made like I, two for two reasons. One because I just felt like there was no way Tom Brady and Bill Belichick were going to lose a third Super Bowl. Exactly. They almost did. Well, you're, yes, you're damn they, right. almost, but almost only counts in horseshoes, horseshoes and hand grenades. So I always hear that statement, but um, I, anyways, but I just, I just had more confidence in Tom Brady and Bill Belichick than I did in Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Not to take anything from them, but I just felt like there's no way they're going to lose another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Six appearances now to lose the third one, no, and then also the other one, which was probably even more of a factor for me, is. The amount of bandwagon Seahawks fans that I've been encountering, my best friend Sarah, I love her to death. She just moved to Seattle. She knows nothing about sports, nothing about – the only person she can name probably on the Seahawks is Russell Wilson. And I can't stand it all week or all month really. I was getting Snapchats from her like, go Hawks, in her Seahawks beanie. And I'm just like – Oh my God! Like I can't handle it, and it's like that everywhere. Like there's all these Seahawks well, fans just yeah. coming up out of the woodworks. Like our team's so good, we're going to back to back Super Bowls, and like the stupid guy that got the back to back champions tattoo on his arm, and like I'm sorry, I just can't stand bandwagon fans. I hate bandwagon fans too. Because the, the, the worst, the worst thing is Sarah, my friend Sarah was 
a diehard Broncos fan last year. Because <laughs> she, her, uh, you know, mom and, and stepdad had a house in, mm. in Colorado. So she was a Broncos fan last year. Now she's a diehard Seahawks fan. It's so, like, come on. I'm going to say this. I just can't I'm agree- stand that. I agree with you. I hate, hate, hate bandwagon fans. But I have to say, in being into Seattle recently and also, see, like, what the Seattle Seahawks have done for that city, like, there's a unity. So it's like I can't hate it completely if you're there. You know, no, I mean? like there's definitely more people walking down the street with a Seahawks something on it. And because I'm such a fan of sports, I love to see that they're at least trying. But for those people to talk shit about something they don't know, especially like we were at Super Bowl. I mean, we the amount of Seahawks fan, I would say it was at least 60 to 40, maybe even 70, 70 to 30. 30 yeah. yeah, Seahawks fans. And they were talking shit. Yeah. Shit. And it's like, and I get it, like, your team's good, and, and maybe I don't get it because my team hasn't been in the Super Bowl since I've been alive. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's one thing, but the amount of fans that talk smack and don't know what they're talking about irks me. Yeah, that that's me what I mean. Me. That's what I'm irks saying. Me. It's these, all these bandwagon fans that don't <laughs> yeah. know anything about the team uh, or the sport that are just repping it because they're good. Well, first of all, yeah. you got to realize Seattle has the most loyal fan base of any NFL team. Before we get on all the bandwagons, I do want to acknowledge how great their actual fans yes. are. There's, there's, there's a reason they have a 12-man flag and no other team has that. Seattle has a diehard fan base. And I'm saying this because I have friends that are from Seattle. But only since the they're city good. rallies yeah, around it. Um, no, no, no. These fans, that 12-man flag was raised well, what are years they, ago. Because what are they going to like 10 years but ago? 20 years ago? It was no, raised like, a long time ago. Okay, I'm saying. Well, before why, they Ke- became dominant in the last I'm few years. Look it up. But Kevin, because yeah. what are they going to, they're going to root for the Mariners? I mean. The Mariners actually, <laughs> with Ichiro and Ken Griffey, they made it to the ALCS Get a few times. a long time ago. Still, I mean, and the Supersonics, they went to the NBA Finals with Gary Payton and Sean Kim. Long time ago. I'm so, talking about so in recent. Other, I'm talking about in recent history, Kevin. They've had successful franchises in Seattle. I'll say that. And much, I but. know. I was talking about in the last like five, ten years. That's okay. what we're talking about here. Not 20 years ago. I know the but, Supersonics used to be good. I know the Mariners used to be good. I'm talking about now. They suck. There are no Supersonics. And the, Mariners, the, and the Mar- Mariners But then suck. again, another reason I think a lot of people were cheering for the Seahawks this time around specifically is because they, they have a generally a good image. People like the image of the Seahawks. They love Russell Wilson. He's this perfect, Christian, wholesome guy. Right, and I'm kind of know, getting annoyed every, with that. I'm not going to lie. Every, me too. Um, and, and I'm a Christian, but I I am getting annoyed with that. But anyways, um, the thing is, is they have this good, uh, um, you know, really good two-shoes, um, wholesome image, and everyone loves that. And also, another thing is you got to realize, coming to the Super Bowl, the Patriots were vilified, antagonized, yep. and everything. So people were hating on them. Like, everybody, I felt like America wanted the Seahawks to win as a result of that. So they definitely yeah. benefited off of that as well, and why a lot of fans were going for them. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a Niners fan and they're my division rival, but you know, at the end of the day, the Seahawks, I they showed their true colors that last play of the game when De- Brady went taking knee and they started fighting and push like oh, all the Seahawks. Fight, they just showed their true colors on that on how just you know sore you losers they are, and they I just lost a lot losers. of respect for the Seahawks. Yeah. A lot of respect. Uh, for 2003 them. is when it was first raised. Exactly, which was before because they went to the Super Bowl in 2000. Six with Sean Alexander. But she asked you if it was ten years ago. That's over ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. So that that's but, what I'm saying. That that's pledging the loyalty to the city. That they weren't good. But in what 2003. I'm saying is they were not as many Seahawks fans roaming around in 2003 as they are now. 
No, 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 no. There, you may just see more now. But I don't. I feel like I've never seen a Seahawks I've jersey never, until last year. That's like, what I'm saying. Like even, <laughs> even this 12th man thing didn't happen because like it's because the stadium is super loud. It happened in 2003. Right? Were they good in 2003? I no. have no idea, but were there as many fans in 2003? Were like there this. many people walking around the city wearing Seahawks memorabilia in 2003? I'm sure they were. Oh, no, Kevin. In I Seattle. I think so. You guys do not understand. Seattle is – I wish a Seattle Seahawks fan from Seattle is watching right now, and they can tell you what the aura, what the energy is like there. I would bet Seattle? you $100 that there was way more Seattle Seahawks people walking around in memorabilia now there was in 2003. I would bet it is not dollars. Kevin, you're ridiculous. Well, you're there's always going to be people. There's always going to be people that are just fans of whatever. Like for example, uh, like backpedal, backpedal. No, 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 no. no. I'm just saying. Okay, take the Chicago Bulls in the '90s. I'm not a bandwagon fan, but I love Michael Jordan. I love the Bulls. I think I got a Bulls T-shirt. I didn't get that because I'm a bandwagon Bulls fan. But they were a great team, and and you could admire a great team. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, we're not. Talk, think, we're not saying we're not there saying, is. You're, you're taking it yeah, so left. You're changing. Yeah, anyway, okay. So then, what are you saying? So people can't be fans of them. No, we're, we're just saying, saying that now that they're good, they have a shit ton more fans, and yes. people are. That's like, any franchise. Will, no, that's it's any not. franchise that wins. Okay. The Bulls, they had a lot of people walking around in Jordan jerseys in the 90s because well, they were well, a great what team. What I'm saying is, the Kevin, people like you, people like Tina Cat, Pina like me, who have our teams are not, like, you're still wearing your 49ers jersey Absolutely. and your team isn't in the Super Bowl. A Seattle Seahawks fan would not be. That's all we're trying to say. And most of them wouldn't. They wear it because it's good. And I'm sure there's a lot of Seattle fans out there that are going to hate because we totally went left on this. But all we're saying is that nowadays there are a lot more bandwagon fans because they're good. The yeah, end. we're just because you were you were making the argument that there were just as many fans in 2003. We're saying no, there wasn't because they're yes. better. And like you said, yes, that happens with any franchise that starts winning. Yeah. Totally does. Like Laker fans, you'll see a lot of people across the nation but, with Laker stuff. But you still see, even though the Lakers suck right now, you still see lots of Lakers here. <laughs> I wear my Lakers sweatshirt, my hoodie, my beanie all the time. I don't care that they suck. I still rock it. I wear so, my jet shit. I mean, all it's like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So there still are. It, it's just. Anyway, whatever. I understand you what know, you guys are saying. I understand. I, no, no, I don't disagregard. I understand what you I guess saying. I could. I guess I can say that I felt like I didn't see as many bandwagon Patriots fans pop up out of nowhere this year. You know what I mean? True. I felt like I saw a lot more stuff about Seahawks when I was like, "What? Like you're a Seahawks yeah. fan since when?" Well, you then know? also you got to realize when it comes to the Super Bowl, I think a lot of people just will pick one team, right, 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 and right. then everyone will be like on Facebook and on social media, "Go Pack" or "Go This" or "Go Whatever Team." Like yeah. for example, the Seahawks didn't make it, and the Packers made it to the Super Bowl. I'm sure you'd see a lot of people walking around with Packers paraphernalia that may not necessarily be. So I think a lot of times for Super Bowl, because it's such a big game and big event, people will just pick one team and they'll be passionate about it. Yeah. So I think that's kind of the same thing with the Seahawks. There are a lot of people that are just passionate and wanted them to win because the Patriots were freaking antagonized leading up to it. So yeah, and I find that whole that whole thing interesting. Deflate it, yes, yeah. because now it's like you know they made such a big deal about the media made such a big deal about it, and you know the NFL kind of danced around it like oh well we'll we'll investigate more after the super bowl and and things like that and it just almost seems like too like like fishy to me like they like they set it up on purpose to bring more attention to the team or something i don't know like it just doesn't it don't you it's something kind of about get it that feels weird, weird. yeah and the fact that you know and honestly again you all know i'm a jets fan but like i gotta call it like it is one of the 
funniest things that I saw post game yesterday was when Bill Belichick said, "We didn't even touch the balls." You know what I mean? Like yeah. he had nothing to do with the balls, so it was like we didn't handle the balls. Like it was just really funny. But I agree with you. I think that for me. Um, even being a Jets fan with Spygate and all that stuff, like I get that there is something about t- keeping the integrity of the game. I also understand that a lot of teams cheat. You know what I mean? Like even stuff like you go back to Lance Armstrong and he cheated, and it, uh, so many athletes cheat in a way. So Barry Bonds. I, yeah, I, yeah. So I'm saying like I, I'm not you know ignorant to think that it doesn't happen. But if you get caught breaking some sort of rule, there should be repercussions. And to wait, at, like if it was really. For me, it's if it was really as bad as the media made it out to be, I'm surprised that nothing happened before the Super Bowl to enforce that consequence. Yeah. But because now, I feel like now it's just going to fizzle out. So yes, did the media plan it because there's nothing really to report? Yes, did it make more press conferences? It's possible. Well, the thing that I thought was interesting was right before the Super Bowl, uh, I think it was Saturday or Friday, it came out that actually only one ball out of those 12 balls were actually tampered with or were under the amount. No, no, no. It was only one ball was two pounds under. There, there were 11 of them were underweight, but only one was actually two pounds Oh, it was actually two pounds. Yeah, Thanks for clarifying other, that. Yeah, yeah, the other ones were like one pound or whatever. I don't know. Just yeah, sm- we saw sm- that. We, yeah. didn't, we didn't read the whole thing. So, yeah, okay. It was, yeah. So only one was just a significant margin. Right, and uh, then one was, not, one was perfectly fine, and that was the ball used for kicking. Yeah, I think that whole story is fishy because it's like, you know, it kind of goes back to the refs. The officiators are inspect every ball before it's being played with right so then my my question then it goes if the officiators once the balls go to the officiators and they expect them then what happens well then there was a video of one of the equipment guys going in and out of the bathroom with the balls like taking one ball in at a time you know i mean my, my take on it is that um yes i believe like in listening to all the press conferences about it what i took from it which Everyone probably takes their own thing from it. I took it from it, but when Bill Belichick said what they do to get the tact or the feel, the way that Tom Brady likes it, they rub it, they do this, whatever. He said something to the effect, I'm not quoting him, um, something to the effect of what they do to prepare it makes it read a pound heavier. Mm. So for me in my brain, it's like, okay, they, it's almost like when a wrestler weighs in, it's like they figure out what they need to do to weigh in that ball, knowing that whatever they do is going to kind of wear off and it's going to deflate a little bit and it's going to be exactly how Tom Brady likes it. So That's- maybe, yeah, so maybe they just, you know, as Kevin mentioned earlier, vilified the Patriots and made a bigger deal about mm-hmm. all of this when really it was an innocent thing and they were just trying to you know, if they thought it would be a pound heavier, yeah. trying to make it so it would be normal. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. it was, and then we just, the media, when I say we, blew it out of proportion. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, it and made absolutely. it seem like a really bad, intentional, malicious act. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I don't think it was intentional. I mean, Tom Brady could have won that game throwing pineapples. Let's well, and that's yeah, what they were saying. it was like 45 to 7. And, and, and in the second half, all the balls were normal, and they still yeah. scored. They switched them so. out. They yeah. scored more then, actually. Yeah, so. Yeah, I just, I feel like there was a lot of variables. I mean, a lot of the stuff that Bill Belichick did say, though, is kind of horse crap when he was, like, breaking down the science of it, because Bill Nye came on and he said yeah. that what Bill Belichick said didn't make sense. Boo, and, boo, and it was boo, weird boo, that... Boo. Not the science guy. <laughs> and it was just weird that it affected the Patriots balls and not the Lions balls. So I feel like in trying to explain it, it was almost like a hole that was like dug a little deeper. 
But at the end of the day, like... Well, each team provides their own balls. So yeah. it wouldn't have... It was the Colts, and it wouldn't have mattered. They 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 put their own... You know, they like for do offense, their own Like they bring out right, their own Right, but balls. what he yeah. was saying was that the atmosphere and the coldness did it to the balls. Oh, oh, oh. So that would have affected the yeah. Colts' balls as well. All right, well, well yeah. whatever. We had, you know... Check your balls before you play. I, I'm so. happy the Patriots won. I'm happy for Tom Brady. I think he's a good guy. A lot of people, you know... Might have different opinions of him, but I think he's a good guy, and I'm happy for him. I think as far as Bill Belichick, even though he is seen as kind of a weirdo sometimes or whatever, <laughs> I think he is probably the best coach in the in NFL history, at least in the top three for sure. I about to say, Bill Walsh um, is definitely in there. So I'm happy for them. Now, I speaking think, of – go ahead. I was just going to say I, I think you know it's good for the franchise and everything, but I want to hear what you guys have to say since you were there in Phoenix – well, I'm just curious. Up to do you it. think that this game, you know, we always talk about the top QBs of all time. Do you think this game solidified Tom Brady as one of the top three best quarterbacks of all time? Yeah, if not the greatest of all time. That's what another conversation we had on the show today was, is Tom Brady the greatest quarterback of all time? Mm. His, I, for, I should have brought in the stats that they gave to our talent to read um, – his stats are just outrageous. I yeah. mean, Peyton still has better stats. Oh, yeah. he's Peyton has broken more as, records. Yes, as far as season. touchdowns and yardage and stuff. But Tom Brady obviously has more wins. Yeah. Um, if you look at Tom Brady, too, with the four wins, like they had a collage with the four pictures together. He looks now in his prime. He yeah. looks like he's in the best shape he's ever been yeah. out of four of them. I agree. Um, so yeah, I think he has a lot of football. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back and gets that record and gets five wins. It's been 14 years since his first Super Bowl win. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, and he's the only quarterback to have had six Super Bowl appearances. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's, you know, the the football version of Michael Jordan. I, I, I definitely see... Well, I definitely see more rings the in his one future. Player, That's what I mean. That well, the football quarterback, like yeah, Michael Jordan. I, yeah. I don't know about player. Well, I, I mean, as far you know. as championships goes and winning, you know what I mean. He's got four rings already. I see definitely at least one more ring in his future. Yeah, because you know this guy has four rings too. He's a receiver, but still. Yeah. So okay, let me clarify then, as far as quarterbacks <laughs> yeah. go. No, but yeah, no. There's I, I, a I lot do agree. of greats, and you know, what? I think for me, the biggest thing that. You know, and, like, I have my opinion about Tom Brady, but, you know, he is a good quarterback at the end of the day. But hearing him talk afterwards when they ask him questions about this, how humble he is, yeah. and now he doesn't have his – like, you got to give the guy respect. Yeah, you know? all he cares like, about could, is his family, yeah. you know, his friends, like, football. Well, and that's why he very, can take a pay cut, too, because yeah. Giselle's making more know, money right? than he is. I know, right? We were talking about that uh, earlier. Like, she makes, I think, doubled what his net worth is. She yeah. has, so he can take as many cuts as he wants. And um, but no, I, I I do I do agree. I mean, I I think arguably he can be talked about as if not one of the greatest, the greatest of all times with these numbers. I mean, it, they're just through the roof. Even Montana, and you know I'm a diehard Giant fan. Montana, yes, he's he's won a crap load of Super Bowls. But if you look at stats, Tom Brady's stats I think, surpasses. I think yeah. too something that plays into that is technology, and that like, and I know that that sounds so random, but the fact that. Tom Brady has a Facebook page. The fact that we've got Twitter and all these things to make you feel a part and hear more information yeah. at your hands, like it makes people know the name more. And yeah. you know, like people wouldn't, might not know Joe Name. I mean, I'm sure a lot do, but Broadway they would. Broadway Joe, come on. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like if Broadway Joe was playing now, pfft. Yeah. You know what I mean? With all yeah. that, the ways to be in touch with things, it's just it's a whole different way yeah. to be in touch and to know your athletes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I do agree. Well, before we wrap up, 
guys, tell me about how your experience was in Arizona. Um, it, it was, was pretty. pretty it was pretty awesome. You know, not, not to take it too far, but we there's this thing called the StubHub experience that went on literally right across the street from the Super Bowl. So they had a lot of fun activities in there. Um, you know, like you know, zip lining and 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 kicking footballs, throwing footballs. I kicked off. the field goal. She kicked nice. the field goal, but it was on her eleventh try. Anyway, I kicked the first field goal and got it in the field goal. Did I not correct I, yourself right now? The first one I kicked she, went in. She got and then the first I was trying one. to video it and I like shanked it. Like, but the first one I kicked went in. <laughs> and That's awesome. Was, yeah, there, she was pretty good on trying kicking to it. throw me under the bus. That was funny though. Yeah. Um, but, but go. Oh, um. For me, the energy of Phoenix, the downtown, they had so many events. They had fireworks yeah. every night. The fans just being around. Like, that was the most yeah. fun for me was just seeing everyone. And I got to interview Antonio Camarde. So for nice. me, that was um, – he talked about maybe coming back to the Jets. We talked about Jets. We talked about Cardinals. We talked about Bowles being our head coach. We talked about Rex Ryan. It was kind of one of maybe the highlight interviews of my life. Where did you it interview was awesome. him at? Uh, we got to go to the Gridiron Celebrity Basketball Game. We oh, saw sweet. We got to talk to Des Bryant. We got to talk to a lot of players. So nice. it was really, really fun. And um, – it was just a great weekend. There's so much energy. There's so much to yeah. do. They really put it together. The ticket sales, we got to talk to people about that, which was kind of uh, crappy to find out how that all works a little bit. But um, for the most part, it was freaking awesome weekend. And I recommend everybody, even if you don't have tickets to the game, like everyone should go. The atmosphere. Next year it's in San Francisco, so I'm sure we'll yeah. be there again. Santa Clara. Um, Santa Clara. Um, and the Jets will be playing. But – um, Bold I, think, I think next year you for sure have to come with yes, us. Yes, yes, yeah. I want to. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I, it was, for, for the most part, organized, too. You know, we saw there was the banter going on. I'm sure there was and some you know, fights somewhere. That. But and that's what was I was going to awesome. say. In regards to the fans and everyone that was down there, you know, it was a very fun atmosphere. Most of the fans were nice, friendly, talking to you. It wasn't like, you know, which I'm sure if the Raiders were in a Super Bowl, maybe a little different yeah. um, with their fan base. But Everyone, you know, everyone we interviewed, everyone we talked to, interacted with was fun, great. I mean, it, it was just beautifully did. Phoenix, did, and it may just be Phoenix. Maybe it's a great place to host it, but anyways. Well, that's awesome. I am happy for you guys that you got to go. Next year, we'll all have to go together for sure, but sad that this is our last, our last, you know, nah, episode nah, until nah. next season, but hey. it's so hard to say goodbye. Stay tuned. Um, okay, was, stop. I'm yeah. trying to tell our fans. Oh, Stay sorry. tuned. Because we hopefully will be having a new show, a new sports show in the works soon. Um, yeah. So keep an eye out on our Twitters. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I-A-M-S-T-E-F-Z. You can see some of the pictures from this past weekend. I'll be putting some interviews up as well once we get to it because we just drove back. But I've had a great time talking to you guys out there. Fantasy Stats Guru, Rev LaCour, you guys are the best. And everybody else that watches and comments. Until next season, I believe it's 218 days until football starts again. September 10th. That's good. We'll miss you. She looked it up. Uh, I'm Kevin John. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyKevinJohn. And it's been a pleasure talking football, interacting with you guys both here and on uh, YouTube. And uh, continue to stay posted for our sports show that may continue, continue on. I don't know. But just rate us high ratings and maybe they'll bring us back. We'll see. So thank you. Guys. And thank you too for putting up with me this season. Dictina it's been rough. And the staff it's been for putting up with now. me this whole season. I um, appreciate and it. obviously we're missing Thaddeus. He's yes. usually here. I don't know what his deal is, but he'll hopefully be <laughs> with us but i'm christina cap you can find me at tina cap um thank you so much for all your support we love you guys it's been 
such a fun season, and yeah. we look forward to next season. And we'll be there. We'll be ca- uh, covering Hard Knocks as well. So keep yes. an eye out for that as well. Yes. Boom. Until next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 